Life isn't always cracked up to be what you thought it would be, or is it? Check your life while others share something that changed in their life that allowed them to pivot in more areas than one. This is the Life's Checkmark Podcast, and I'm your host, John Emery. Today, we have with us Nikki Gingrich. Did I say that correctly? Yes, you did. Okay, good. All right. So Nikki is a spiritual teacher and life coach focusing on helping other hardworking mothers to set up, or I'm sorry, to step up in their beautiful life. So I got the pleasure of meeting Nikki uh, January. It was through a mutual friend and we had a little chat and she decided she wanted to come on and share some stuff of what she's been doing and helping others. Uh, Nikki, do you want to dive in a little bit deeper and share what you've been doing and and what, what you do do? Sure, absolutely. So as Jen said, I I work with working moms and I do that because I am a working mom myself. So I have two, two little ones. My oldest is eight. My youngest is going to be six and they are really the driving force between that, that has pushed me to go after things that I have wanted and to be able to work in a way that I want it and have the work-life balance that I want it. And if it weren't for them, I don't know if I would have pushed as hard, but it was becoming a mom that went, I need to do something different with my life. This working full-time job, nights, evenings, weekends, it, it just wasn't working for me. And that sent me on basically a path of self-discovery. And I had to go deep within myself. I started a meditation practice. I started side hustles and businesses and just kind of started hustling and figuring out what else is it, what else could I do? And looking at other opportunities that could open up for me. And and that's when I found meditation and journaling and really connecting to my own intuition and gaining my own confidence to say, I can live life the way I want to live it. And I can do it however I want to do that. And that's what I love to teach other people how to do, teach other moms, other women to say, I'm going to do this the way I want to do it and do it with complete and utter confidence because they have the belief uh, in themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. And so we had the uh, the chance to set this up and then we created the topic for limiting beliefs. Yeah. Um, I think this is a really great topic that we can talk on. Um would you like to just share what your thoughts are or what a limiting belief is? Absolutely. A limiting belief is anything that holds us back. It's anything that creates resistance to getting what we want in life. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really simply a belief that somebody has told us or we learned early on in life that, you know, things like money doesn't grow on trees or life is really hard. Or if you want something, you have to work really hard for it. Like all those things that, that we believe in, it's simply something we thought over and over and over again, that thought repeated over and over again, eventually becomes a belief. And that's, that's with anything. And the limiting beliefs are the ones that block us. The ones that stop us when we say, Oh, I'm going to go try this thing or I want to go run a marathon. And you're like, who are you? You're not a runner. You can't go run a marathon. That's a limiting belief because it stops you from from taking that next step. And that's kind of a broad, very broad description of what a limiting belief is. And a lot of times we don't always know that what they are or that we have them. A lot of times they live in our subconscious. So 
they're not super present to say, oh, I'm thinking this, that's what's holding me back. So a lot of times we have to dig and we have to go into our subconscious mind to actually reveal uh, what they are to begin with. Right. And so a lot, a lot of this is coming, uh, get some feedback. Um, a lot of this is coming up from, but basically from your parents and, and stuff like that. Right. I mean, that that's how I see it sometimes for myself. Yeah. Cause there's limiting beliefs I find in myself too. Um, yeah. yeah. So I would agree that, you know, it, it's coming from where basically how you're raised and then, uh, you know, would you agree with maybe media playing a role in that too and stuff and, advertisements and stuff kind of pushing you one way or another. And you see most of that throughout your life. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's things that we've heard from our parents. It's things we've heard from teachers or coaches or somebody it's somebody or something of authority that has said something to us. And then we went, Oh, and we, we hold on to that. And then we, we create that into a belief. So yeah, it's definitely society, culture, media uh, as a woman it's it's a lot of this is how you should look this mm-hmm. is what your makeup should look like this is what your body should look like and if it doesn't look like that then you're ugly and you're wrong and therefore you will not be successful so yeah all of that stuff kind of comes into play that that we see so it anything that can be seen as as authority bosses like even as we get older if we had a a boss as a when we were in high school or a boss right out of college that something that really or a very traumatic event. A traumatic event can also cause those limiting beliefs and that will stick quicker than just something that was thought over and over again. If you have a big traumatic event in your life that has very high emotion attached to it, that's going to create an automatic uh, belief in you. And that's that's going to be very quick and, and very automatic. Right. It's going to hold you back from doing things that you want to do, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... I know we've been through this whole pandemic for almost, it's been a year, I think now. Do, do you see that doing a lot of stuff as a limiting belief on a lot of people? Did, did you get that from anything? I, I definitely can see this creating a lot of limiting beliefs. As we start to have conversations now uh, in some groups that I'm in and some some places that I'm a part of, that you know we went from meeting in person to meeting virtually. And you're starting to have the conversation of, what does that look like going back in person? And mm. after a year of living isolated alone, going back in person is going to be very hard for a lot of people because we've gotten comfortable. We could have created beliefs that said, if I'm around people that don't wear masks, that means I'm going to get sick. It, 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 and we've got to rewrite that. And that's just, it's the nature of what has happened but it's going to happen. So as we kind of re-enter, as we call the, you don't want to say we're going back to normal, but it's going to be a new normal. We have we can't live in isolation forever. So as we ease back into what life is going to look like and being together in person again and having concerts and having meetings, like that, there's going to be a lot of issues and things that people are going to have to work through that could be, if they go too quickly, could be very traumatizing for them. That could cause a limiting belief on the back end, or they've created something over the last year that made them feel unsafe. And now they need to learn how to feel safe again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. And so to be a little bit different, I uh, took a different approach back in like October. I joined a, uh, a networking meeting and they were still meeting in person, you know, with all the rules and stuff. But uh, so that, that was like a thing for me to come out of my shell and start talking to people in person. And I, I agree with what you're saying, where 
it's going to take some time for people to get off of this, you know, virtual stuff and go back in in person and, and touch, you know, handshakes and stuff like that and smile and, and say hi to people. You know, I could see that definitely being a, a big difference for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I would agree with you too. It, it would probably take some time for it to slowly get to where it should be, but to where it used to be, you know? Uh, yeah. I, you know, I don't know if it's just going to be with the millennials and stuff that they might stick with something like this, but I could see them probably not going back as quickly. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that's definitely something to think about, you know, and, and I, uh, being on some groups virtually, a lot of older people like this because they're not driving an hour to meet you know, five people. Yeah. They're not driving an hour to meet five people or if they're even going to be there, you know, a lot of people say if they had appointments, they would cancel and they're already on the road, you know, where you can have appointments like this, which, which is great. I mean, there's a lot of great things that came out from this. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I could, uh, I agree with the limiting beliefs through the pandemic. Um, people fear that they, you know, they lost their jobs. They might not get anything else again, or they might fear that they, they can't start something themselves, you know, uh, they become isolated. And I think a lot of it is, and I, I know you talk about this is we've gotten comfortable. We've had mm -hmm. a year to get comfortable talking virtually to people and not going to meetings. So in order for us to switch that, we have to get uncomfortable again. Yeah. And if we're too comfortable, like, oh, it's, it's just, it's easier to do this online. Well, just because it's easy doesn't mean we should do it. So there's definite value that's going to come out of this. A lot more remote working, a lot of less wasted time in meetings, but at the same time, we don't want to become too comfortable with the virtual setting because then we're not growing. And I know that's something you talk about. So there's, there's so much kind of deep down in that as well, too. So we don't want to get too comfortable in this space because we want to make sure that we're continuing to grow as we expand back out of whatever this is starting to look like. Right. Right. And who would have thought they would have training stuff for how to talk with a virtual group and stuff, you know I mean? It, so, you know, I know they had stuff prior to this, like how to speak with people and everything. And, uh, you know, so maybe that would become a big, yeah. Uh, I don't know, big promotion, whatever out there. When we start going back, people need to learn how to communicate with other people again. Yeah, we know. do. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that should be something different. Uh, it, just your thoughts. Um, do you have any ideas how, or some, some ways you could say something to somebody to try to get rid of these limiting beliefs or at least lessen them and to try to move forward with whatever they're deciding to do in their life? Yeah, I think the first step is recognizing the limiting belief. And as I said before, sometimes this is really hard because the limiting belief lives in our subconscious. So we don't always know that it's even stopping us. So the best way to know is if a limiting belief is stopping you, is if there's something in your life that you want. A lot of times it's it's a job, it's money, it's a car. There's usually something you're like, gosh, I, I wish I had, I wish I made more money. I wish I had this this new car, or I wish I lived in a different house or whatever you kind of say, I wish I had, or I wish I was doing and you don't have it. So it's gotta be something that you want to have, but that you don't have. Mm -hmm. I can guarantee you there's a limiting belief there that's stopping you. That's saying, I don't have this money because I don't believe I'm worthy of it. I don't believe I can have it. I believe it's gonna take too much work to get it. 
So the first step is saying, what is something that I know that I want in my life? Like that deep down inside your gut, you're like, oh, I would just love to live life like this. And when you think about it, you, it gives you goosebumps, but you don't have it and you don't have the inspiration to go after it. There, there's something there that's, that's stopping you. So it really starts with saying, okay, what could it be that's stopping me? And there's, there's a number of different ways you can go about really kind of digging down to the root of these. I'm a meditation teacher. So I will tell you first and foremost, meditation is an amazing way to tap into your subconscious mind. And it, in this world, it's, you know, there's a critical factor that takes you from the conscious to the subconscious mind. And basically you need to bypass that to get into your subconscious. So uh, I can go into meditation and, and you know, when you go into those and if, even if you don't meditate, if it's, you're, you're taking a shower and you're all of a sudden you're, your thoughts are like going down a rabbit hole and an inspirational idea comes to you or something happens. You're like, gosh, I haven't thought about this person or that thing, or, or I got this idea that you've tapped into your subconscious. You've, you've quieted your conscious mind and you've tapped into the subconscious and those ideas are starting to come forward. So that's one really, really great way to do it is to say, what's the thing that I want? And then just sit still and ask the question, what, what is stopping me from getting that thing? And you, and just letting go and just kind of seeing what comes forward, having a journal nearby, a book, something to write in or someone to talk to, to really say what's going on. So that's, that's the biggest and best way I can say is to tap into it. There are, I definitely recommend reading or getting uh, Mastin Kip, M-A-S-T-I-N-K-I-P-P, his book. I can't think of the name of it, but if you Google him, it's Mastin Kip. He has a 40 day book. Uh, he talks all about healing trauma and I did his 40 day journey in his book, uh, back in August. And it helps you to unearth, you kind of go back to your childhood and you say, what did my parents say about this? What did I learn about this? And it helps you consciously tap into some past memories or some past things that you might've heard that have become limiting beliefs that you might not have even realized. I broke through a ton of things going through that 40 day journey. Uh, so I definitely recommend that as just becoming aware of it is step number one. Mm -hmm. No, that's great. And I'll have to agree with you with the, uh, like taking a shower or meditating too, where you, you do, you kind of get in that place and things just pour out of you. Uh, that's, that's a time when you, I, I hope I could sit down and write it all out. Why, you know, <laughs> you know, but you can't, you can't stop. Uh, so I'll ask you a quick question with the meditation part. Is there a, like a certain amount of time that you're looking for to, you know, I guess be lost in that space of uh, meditating? I, you know, however you want to word it. I mean, I try to, I try to do myself like, you know, 10 to 15 minutes. Um, that, do you find a less time that's just needed or if you, you know, just curious what your thoughts are. Yes. Yeah, so time. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Uh, if you're new to meditation, I wouldn't jump into 15 minutes because you're not going to be used to kind of sitting still and, and, and I say quieting your mind, but yet mm -hmm. it's not always letting go of thoughts. It's just, it's slowing down. So definitely start small. I remember when my husband first started meditating, he'd do one to two minutes at a time. And I, you know, I think 10 to 15 minutes every single day is, is more than enough. I do somewhere between 10 to 15. I, I can't remember the last time I did 20 or 30. Actually, that's a lie. Today, I think I did two or three meditations just because I saw stuff actually showed up for me today and I was seeing my own limiting beliefs coming in. So 
you're going to see limiting beliefs, but they're never going to end. You're always going to have more to work through. But as that showed up for me today is I, I saw the something come up and I went, Oh, I think I need to, let me go a little bit deeper. Let me do this work. Let me journal. I think I actually did two meditations today, not directly back to back. Like I meditated, I journaled, I did something else. And then I meditated again because I needed to um, let go of something that showed up for me today. So I was able to kind of recognize it, process it, and then let it go all within maybe the span of 45 minutes. Um, simply because I've gone through this process before. So I'm like, normally I'd hold on to it. Sometimes I still hold on to it for, for days and weeks and months. And it's like, okay, now it's time to let it go. But it's, there's no set amount of time. It's whatever you need. And knowing that every time you sit down to meditate, it's not going to look exactly the same. One day you might sit down and be like, gosh, I felt amazing. I got into my meditation right away. I got into that zone. And then the next day you might get in and think, oh my God, I couldn't shut my mind up. There was just too much going on. And knowing that that's totally normal and that's okay too. It's that daily practice of just doing it and seeing what happens and letting go of expectations of what's going to show up and what's going to come and just letting go of that control and just seeing what happens. So I think ideally working your way up, starting small, one, two, three minutes, five minutes, and then working your way up to 10 to 15 and knowing you really don't need to go above 10 to 15 minutes unless you feel you need that extra time to, to just sit and be. Right. Yeah. And for me, I started with an app and, you know, slowly progressed kind of like you said, you know, it was a couple minutes here and there up to 10. And then now I switched over to a YouTube thing just cause it's, it's free and it's available, you know? So I just jump on that, but yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, ease your mind and let, let it be what it is. Um, there is a, a book I would recommend, The uh, Power of Now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I, I did the audio part, so I, I didn't do, I didn't read it, but I like the audio because of how he, I guess it's the author that's talking. I don't really know, but it, that was a pretty good book. So you can, you're, you know, you're in present in the moment now, now's the time to worry about everything. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. My, yeah, I didn't read that one. My, my husband read it. So, but yeah, I've, I've heard that recommended over and over. It's, Hasn't been on my list yet, but uh, I think it's very, very powerful. Yeah, yeah the, I, I, I don't know if I could imagine reading that book, but audio was definitely great. You know, so he said it was really hard to read. He, he, I, I it, believe it. I a can lot imagine. of information in it. Yeah, so I can imagine. Um, so uh, limiting beliefs. I mean, the, uh, I, I see fear as a, like a factor, like holding people back. You know, and I guess that would be a big limiting belief that, you know, people are afraid to move forward. Um, there's something I picked up not too long ago where it's sometimes not afraid to move forward, but sometimes afraid of actually getting there and then being held accountable for it. And after I heard that, like that was like a a bell rang, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's perfect for me. That was perfect. You know, it's not real for, you know, I, for whatever I'm doing, I could do it. Right. But then to be on the other side and have everybody look at me then that's, that's when you have to keep on producing. Right. Um, so what are you, I, I see you shaking your head and stuff. Do you, do you agree with me there then? Absolutely. That, that, that fear of success of, I want this thing, but can I actually do it? You know, like you don't, we, cause people lack the belief in themselves of saying, I say, I want this thing. It'd be really cool and exciting, but 
then once I get there, now I now I have to do it, and my my butt's on the line, and I can't I can't go backwards. I have to keep showing up, and there's a lot of fear around that. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. I, you know, it's kind of like a fire. You know, it lights a fire for you. They keep on going, it, and it's for me. It's been exciting for the past few months that I've been doing stuff. But uh, you know, um, that's something I wanted to share too because I think it's great that if people look at it in a different way then they shouldn't, they shouldn't have the fear of holding them back, you know, yeah. for, for moving forward. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, you share, you share that one book that you had, uh, for 40, 40 days. I think you mentioned that, yeah. um, is there anything else that you would recommend that somebody would check into to try to limit their beliefs besides that book and meditation is there? Absolutely. So there's something that I've been, I've, heard about this and I did it a little bit uh, about two or three years ago and kind of would do it when I need it. So have you ever heard of EFT? Also known I as have. Tech? Okay. So emotional freedom technique. It's something I dove into at the start of this year of 2021 because uh, I knew I had limiting beliefs that were holding me back. And I've probably been doing an EFT or a tapping. And if you're not familiar, you essentially have uh, it's something I'm now diving in. I've done it now, and now it's I've broken through a lot of limiting beliefs that uh, I'm now learning about it so that I can teach it. But essentially, there's meridian points on the body, and it's very similar to acupuncture, where you tap on certain parts of your body, and it helps. So here, here, and then the top of the head. And I can't explain it scientifically, but it does help to release, and it helps you to tap into that subconscious part of your mind. Uh, I like that a lot uh, because meditation is fantastic, but sometimes when you're, when you've got anxiety and a lot of times our limiting beliefs cause anxiety where we're, there's literally energy moving through your body and you, you just can't calm yourself down. The thought of sitting and doing a meditation is like, oh God, no way. There's no way you're going to get me to sit still right now. Uh, especially if you're in a heightened state of some sort, you've got a lot of energy. So I have found tapping to be really helpful in those moments where my brain is overactive and a meditation isn't enough to quiet it down. I've gone, I've gotten on the hamster wheel and I need to jump off the hamster wheel. Uh, so when I find that, I find that a tapping allows me to talk out loud. So you're talking out loud and you're saying things as you're moving through, you're acknowledging the limiting belief as you're tapping, and then you rewrite the limiting belief and you create a new one to say, I don't need to be afraid, like taking the fear of success. I don't need to be afraid of success because I know once I get there, I'll be amazing. I know that I am worthy of this. So you, you start by acknowledging the fear or the limiting belief, and then you rewrite it. And you do that. It takes five to 10 minutes, depending on who you're following or what you're doing. And you can do it as many times as you need to. And that's a really, really great actionable technique uh, that you can follow. So for that, I follow um, Brad Yates, B-R-A-D-Y-A-T-E-S. Uh, he's got a ton, I want to say a million, I might be right, a million videos on YouTube on any topic that you could think of. Uh, the man started doing tapping videos back in like 2010, 2011. So I have done some of his videos from 10, 11 years ago. They're still relevant. Uh, he's a lot younger in those videos, <laughs> but it's, it's really great content and it's absolutely free because it's just out there on YouTube. So that's a really great technique. Um, and if 
uh, self-hypnosis is one. It's not one that I've, I've done limited amounts of self-hypnosis, but again, I'm actually finishing up a class on self-hypnosis because again, that's a really beautiful way to bypass the, to get to the subconscious mind and rewrite the belief. So essentially you're going into a hypnosis and you're telling yourself what you want to replace that habit with or that belief and you're you're literally rewriting it and you're saying I want to put this in my subconscious instead that's why hypnosis works for smoking and weight loss because it it turns it takes away the willpower because a lot of times willpower isn't always enough and if you want to get past the willpower you've got to go to the subconscious and rewrite that belief from that part of your brain so I know that was a lot of information but EFT um, and self-hypnosis are two really big things. And I'm hesitant to go and just go onto YouTube and do a self-hypnosis. I want to know where I'm going and who I'm going. So that's why I'm learning it for myself. So I can record my own hypnosis and, and do it for myself. But EFT definitely recommend Brad Yates um, talking about worthiness, success, prosperity, uh, calm and grounding. Uh, as a mom, I've used his one for calm and grounding at bedtime when I'm trying to wrangle my kids to go to bed at a decent hour. And that's a really heightened state of anxiety for me. I, I tried meditation in the evenings uh, at that time and it doesn't calm me down. It actually makes it worse. So I found tapping to be hugely beneficial. And I think I only did it two or three times in the evenings. And I've noticed a significant difference in how I react and how I respond to my kids in the evenings. And I, I, so like I said, I think I only did, did the actual tapping two or three, two or three evenings. Um, it doesn't mean I don't kind of have that freak out moment, but it's, it's completely different just from those few times. So it's a very quick way to rewrite those beliefs and right. change. Them. Right. Yeah. That's cool. So yeah. What kids don't drive parents crazy, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that's their job. I think that's what they were put here to do. <laughs> yeah. They're to make you become a better person. That's, that's for yeah. sure. One way or another, you're going to figure it out. Now, that's great. I, I remember hearing about EFT a long time ago. I, I I probably tried it for a few days and then it just faded away. Uh, I I would definitely look into that. You know, I'll definitely look into that again myself. Uh, and then, you know, obviously, if it's something you're going to do, you're going to want to track it and make sure you do it every day or, you know, how often you need to. Um, because, like I said, it fell off for me. And uh, I'm glad you brought it back up because that's, I don't even know where I heard of it before, but you know, it was, it was probably several years ago. Uh, yeah, no, that's great. That's awesome. I, I appreciate the resources you're sharing and I'll, I'll make notes of this stuff and put it in the show notes and stuff. Um, so we all know that you're an entrepreneur now and you know, you're out there, you know, working hard, you know, stepping up stuff for hardworking mothers. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so, you have limited beliefs. I'm sure you still have some too. I, I always get them every once in a while. I mean, we're not real people if we're going to say that we don't have them. Right. I mean, that, yeah, exactly. You know, so don't hide nothing, you know, just get over it. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so what, what keeps you besides doing all that stuff? Is there something else, I guess, that might keep you in the right mindset mindset of being an entrepreneur? Yeah. Uh, it's surrounding myself with, like-minded people like yourself and knowing that you have that support system because if you're chasing the entrepreneurship you've gotten the bug and you're surrounded by people who don't understand what you're doing entrepreneurship 
is so different than being an employee or even being like a manager or a boss or a leader in a company. It's, it's a roller coaster ride. And if you don't have that support system or that community to kind of say, today's a really crappy day, or I want to celebrate this today. And you can have that conversation with people who understand what you're talking about. So I, I love my husband dearly, but sometimes when it comes to the, the business pieces of being an entrepreneur or even the mindset of being an entrepreneur, I have, I've had to create my own groups and my own connection. So I have a, a group of women that we actually connect with on a weekly basis. And we're all, uh, we're all a part of a different membership group, but we meet every single week and we are spiritually minded coaches, entrepreneurs, teachers, and we just connect. And it's like, it breathes life into me every week because I'm able to say, a, I'm not alone on this journey. When I need support, I know where to get it. And when somebody else needs support, I'm able to be there to help them. Uh, so definitely surrounding yourself with, with like-minded people who are on a similar path that you're on that you can have those conversations with. Otherwise, you're going to feel alone in the world. So that's, I think that's the biggest thing that really keeps me going. And then connecting with my vision. I'm here for a purpose. I have a mission. My business isn't just to make money and really connecting with the mission and my why behind I, why I do what I do and why I share what I share because I share what's changed my life and I know that I'm on a mission to, to share that with other people to help them do the same in their lives and just reminding myself of that and also to step away from comparing myself to other people and letting other people be on their journey and allowing me to be on my journey and knowing when I need to stay in my lane. And when looking at other people no longer inspires me, but makes me feel bad about myself is when I need to step off of social media and take, take a break. So like-minded people knowing when I'm being inspired or when I'm comparing too much, and then also connecting with my mission and my why. Those are the pieces that when I get disconnected, I, I reach back out to, to, to bring me back on board. That, that's great. I, I appreciate that. That was really great. I, I would, I totally agree with the, uh, the community having those people to, sur to sur surround yourself with those people that are going to help you. So yeah. if you ever take any men in that group, let me know. <laughs> uh, I'm always trying to build my network and, and yeah. find other resources. Um, there's so much I'm trying to do right now with, with connecting with other people. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's awesome that to keep you going and that, cause, and I agree with you, you, you know, you meet somebody that been working their whole lot, you know, I, I, I came from a job for 20 years, you know, and the, the, what I'm doing is completely new. Now my dad had a business of his own prior, you know, and I hadn't, I never would have thought of it. You know, but uh, it, it is something that it, it's hard to connect with somebody when they are doing a nine to five and there's nothing wrong with the nine to five. It's yeah. just, it's just, you know, that's where they are and that's, they, they have a different mindset. So yeah, definitely uh, surrounding yourself with others is awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I, I, I can see that you are this kind of like me, you know, you're a believer in goals and performing each day towards to achieving those goals. So how do you try to get the most important tasks done for the day? It, what do you do? So I actually have, I have a daily planner that I created. And in that planner, I purposely have uh, 
certain things written down in there. So I do gratitude. I do a previous day check-in. I, I do all of these things every single day. It takes less than 10 minutes. But a part of that is I have a task list and then I have priority tasks. So there's actually two, two pieces there. So the task list, you know, can have up to, I don't know, 10, 15 things, whatever I feel needs to be done that day. And that's everything from business to I need to put the kids laundry away. And then I, I take my priority tasks and I list one or two, very rarely three, but it's usually one or two things. And I say, if I get nothing else done today, these are the top two things. And no matter what, as long as I, and even if I don't get to those things, depending on how the day goes, I, I do the best that I can. But it, it gives me that moment of, you know, when you sit down and you look at a task list and you're like, oh God, I could do, you don't even know where to start. Knowing what my priorities are allows me to, to look at it. Even though I said it before, of like, I have to get this done. When you have that like free hour and you're like, what should I do? And it's like, no, this is the top thing I said I was going to do. It gives me a place to go so that I don't get into analysis paralysis where I'm overanalyzing and then I end up doing nothing. Mm -hmm. So one, two, possibly three things. And then that's that anything else beyond that is like icing on the cake, depending on the day. And what I'll also do is in the planner, I have it written out uh, in hourly increments. So I have 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. And every hour has a box. And I do my best to fill in and say, I fill in all the appointments, school pickup, school drop off. And then if I say, oh, I've got a two hour block here. Okay. Okay. That's where I'll put X, Y, and Z. And, and then if I get to it at that time, that's great. But I allow it to kind of flow. That's how my brain works. But those are the pieces between the calendar, the task and priority tasks. Those are the three pieces that help me to really stay on track and know, know what's going on. And I didn't start using a planner until a year, well, a little over a year ago that when we went into the pandemic and I created one on my own and just created it and changed it because of how life was going when everything shut down in 2020 and I had to manage the kids schedule and my schedule and my husband's schedule and, and tasks needed to get done. It, it forced me in a really beautiful way to get really clear on what's most important and what needs to get done. So that's how I stay on track as much as possible. That's great. Yeah. And I, again, I'll agree with you with the priorities and stuff. You know, I, I've been through a lot of stuff recently trying to figure it all out, just like you're doing and try to plan out your day and, you know, the priorities and tasks. What, like you said, you know, that stuff comes later after you get everything else done, you know, yep. but I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not one of those guys to raise up, raise my hand and go jump and do the dishes right away over something else anyways. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, so I, I'm going to, I'm going to throw up your website here. If you want to share some information about like what people might find on there and uh, you know, what, what you have to offer. Absolutely. So yes. Yeah, so you can contact me, nikkigingrick.com. It's thank God. My name was available a couple of years ago when I started this. It's not like a common name. So I did pretty good. Uh, what you'll find on there is information about how to work with me, information about my life. You'll see a beautiful picture of my little family, uh, my story. You'll get a little bit more of my background story, links to my podcast. Um, and you can connect with me via email, uh, which is a great way to connect with me. You can also connect with me on Instagram, Nikki Gingrich. Super simple, super lucky my name was available. 
Uh, so you can connect with me on Instagram. That's where I spend most of my time when it comes to social media. I love chatting with people in the DMs on Instagram and via email as well. And another great place you can find me if somebody is interested in meditation or diving deeper, I am a meditation teacher on the Insight Timer app. So if you do not have the Insight Timer app, it is a free app. You can upgrade to the paid membership, but you don't have to. There are thousands upon thousands of meditations on this app, which can be overwhelming. But at the same time, I have found it to be the most versatile app when it comes to meditation. You get different teachers, different styles. Um, you can search by time. Like it, you can search all sorts of things. So I have meditations that are up on there. And then I do um, about twice a month is kind of what I'm looking at right now. I teach live classes on Saturday morning. So I taught a class on manifestation, uh, recently taught one on vision boarding, um, and we'll be teaching one actually on limiting beliefs uh, coming up. That was the most requested one. Uh, so that's a really great place as far as like diving deeper into the meditation piece. Uh, but I've been spending a lot of time on that app as well, just connecting with people and, and, and sharing what I have to share. But yeah, I work with people one-on-one -on -one in coaching. I typically only take two to three clients a month just because of timing. Uh, but it is super intense one-on-one. -on -one. So weekly calls and check-ins in the middle of the week and uh, learning to take action. And uh, I provide you with all of the tools that I have to help you work through anything. So meditation, as soon as I'm certified in self-hypnosis and EFT, those will be tools uh, that I'll be able to offer to any clients as well um, as you work with me. And I also do one-off calls. So if you're looking for uh, clarity calls on creating your desires or creating a work-life balance. I do one-off, one-on-one coaching calls to dive deep into really helping you. I ask you the questions so that you can get the clarity that you need in order to take the next steps. So that was a very long information. So hopefully that's quite all right. <laughs> there's a yeah. lot going on. So they, they can rewind this and listen to it again <laughs> or watch it, whatever you want to do. Uh, I do have, you have a podcast as well, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. And that is stepping up for the working mom. Yes. Yep. Okay. And, and I mean, you just want to share a little bit about that. I, I can imagine what it might be, but go ahead. Yeah. So it's a mix of, you'll get solo episodes from me and I do a lot of interviews. I love talking with people. So I, I do a lot of interviews. I currently took a pause uh, for the month of February. So actually depending on when this goes up or for those of you who are watching live uh, March, I'm going to have four brand new amazing interviews with, um, entrepreneurial moms, uh, talking about, they talk about their businesses and also just being a mom in general and life as a mom. So it'll be super relevant for the podcast. So that's what you'll find. That's what you'll find there. And you can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts. Awesome. Thank you. And then one more last thing you got, you got your planner, right? Yes. So you just, if, is there anything else you want to touch on that? I know you shared a few details. No, it's a, it's a 90 day planner. And you will get in it uh, monthly. You'll get three months, monthly goals, uh, weekly goals, and then the daily planning sheet. So it is 90 days of daily planning and it's up on Amazon. So you can just go the stepping up planner and my name and it'll show up. It's the only one there. Uh, it's got a pink cover right now. It's actually in the works to be revamped. So hopefully in another month or two, I'll have a revamped version. I'm actually doing some prototyping for me, for myself, I'm practicing with myself on it and seeing if I want to make any changes. 
Uh, but the, yeah, it's up there for anybody who wants it. It is geared more towards women. Uh, men can certainly use it. You would just block off the one that says monthly cycle and you don't have to use that piece, but everything else is super relevant uh, to anybody who wants to use it. So, yeah. Okay, great. And I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, include, <laughs> I'll include that information in the notes as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Nikki, I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing all the information you had to provide for us. It was really great to get to know you a little bit better. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me here, John. I, I appreciate it so much. Anytime I get to share my journey, my story, and connect with other amazing entrepreneurs always fills my cup. So thank you. <laughs> there you go. You're welcome. <laughs> Have a good day. You too. Thank you for taking your time listening to Life's Checkmark. If you like this show, please subscribe, rate, and review. And we'll see you next time.